Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Every Truth Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Camille. Thank you so much for visiting us. We are on the last part of the I Choose to Fight series within a series. Um, I am really glad that you have journeyed with me or came with me on this journey. Uh, Thank you for um, the conversations and the strategies and the points that you've made. I've really benefited from that. And I hope we continue this. Um, today is, uh, the fourth episode and we are talking about Jesus never lost a battle, how to engage the enemy. So remember that each episode builds on the previous episode. So go on ahead and, um, click on those, uh, three episodes that were prior and watch those. And the first one we talked about, um, the enemy profile. The second one, we talked about our gear, how to gear up, the uh, putting on the full armor of God. Last week, we talked about the strategy um, or some strategy points, which I hope helped. So today we're going to be um, looking at how Jesus did it. All right. Because he did give us an example. Please remember to like, subscribe, click on that notification button. If you are getting any value out of this, it really helps me build this channel and um, continue to provide valuable information uh, to you and to connect us all. I really hope to build just a community where we feel safe, where we can share, where we can grow together um, and just become successful disciples of Jesus, right? Um, To be victorious and to win Um, and to live out his will the way he wants us to live. Um, Because, you know, we're his children. We are kingdom citizens, and we want to be successful at that. Uh, If you are not able to view the videos, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other um, one of your favorite podcast apps. And you can also read the show notes and get some other information on the website at everytruthstudio.com. So please visit the website. You can view the videos there as well, too, if that's um, a more comfortable platform for you. And for conversations and comments and all the great stuff um, that we like to converse about, please, please, please connect with me on Twitter at StayCam. All right. So today, Let's get into it. So now let's look at the commander and chief who won his first battle. And here we go. So the battle takes place in Matthew 4, 1 to 11. And I'm telling you, I'm so intrigued by this whole thing. Um, I, I never, I think God kind of like showed me this scripture in a different way than what I've heard it. Cause I've always heard it just read and the, the, the focus was always on the fasting portion. Um, not so much the engagement with Satan. It was always kind of like brushed over. So God kind of, you know, showed me this in a different way more of a battle format. And here is the, um, scripture there. So Jesus, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted and became very hungry. Okay. So Jesus was just baptized and commissioned. If you read that, give you a little, you know, preliminaries to where we 
where we are before we, you know, came to this point. So he was just baptized by John. He's commissioned. Um, you know, God says, okay, you know, this is, this is my son, you know, I love him. And his first step after he was commissioned to ministry was he fasted and prayed for 40 days, 40 nights, right? So number one, he fasted to increase the strength of the spiritual man, you know, because even though he was fully God and fully man, but he, he he needed to fast and it was more so an example for us, right? So the spirit can guide his thoughts and actions and not the flesh portion of him, right? So we believe that he is fully God, fully man, but we want to, but he wanted to give us an example of how to win. So we're fasting and we're praying. And so he fasted for that. And then he prayed to get clear direction and instructions from the father. Okay. So, and by the way, the Bible said he did this often. Luke 5, 5, 16, if you check that out, it said, you know, he often stole away to pray, to communicate. So there's a lot of emphasis on that, which is why I really um, put a lot of emphasis on fasting and prayer throughout this series, because that seems to be the formula. You know, I, I see the Bible plainly and clearly. I don't try to do all these crazy interpretations of what this means and all. If, if it said that fasting and if God says fasting and prayer is how to win, how to be successful, how to be victorious. And that's what we need to do. Point blank period. It's, it's black and white there. Okay. So the first test, um, that, that was presented to him by Satan because Satan showed up right when he came out of that fasting and prayer, knowing that his flesh was weak. So he's getting, he, he's ready to test his weak points. Remember, we talked about that in a previous episode. That's where Satan attacks those weak points, right? So the first thing is, the first test is feed your flesh, feed your flesh. And it says, after he was done, his flesh was weak from not being fed, but his spirit man was strong. Satan decides to attack at what he perceived to be a weak point, Okay. So during that time, the devil came and said to him, this is the scripture, actually, if you are the son of God, here's the test. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, here's, here's that sword. The scripture says. People do not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that comes from the mouth of God. He pulled out the sword. No railing, no crying, no rolling around on the floor, pointing and, you know, nope. Scripture for scripture. Okay. So this was a clear attack on Jesus's flesh. Um, so let's notice that Satan also uses the word, the word to attack, but in a twisted form. So what did Jesus do? He did not rail. He didn't carry on. He didn't, you know, confront like he was having a physical fight. No, because this is a spiritual battle. This is in his mind. He pulled out his sword and launched a counterattack that directly addressed the temptation. Word for word, sword for sword. Point. All right. The second test. Do you trust God? Then the devil took him to the holy city. This is all spiritual in his mind. Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple. So he can see everything. So he can survey everything, right? I want you to see everything. 
And he said, Satan said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scripture says he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Scripture. Jesus responds, counterattacked. The scripture also says you must not test the Lord, your God. I'm going to remind you who's in control here. Okay, so all of this that you're showing me, that is already mine because I am God, the Lord, your God. All right. So I want to admit that I had a little trouble understanding the second test at the first glance. Right. Because if you look at it closer, um, I had to look at it closer to understand what was happening. So so I wrote here, um, since Jesus passed the first test of the flesh, Satan decided to attack the spiritual man, right? So he tested the flesh and now he's testing the spiritual man by going after Jesus's trust in God. Okay, if you are God, Satan tempts Jesus to commit suicide by twisting an Old Testament scripture. Yes, God said he would protect us, but he also, uh, but we also should not test God to see if he would protect us by putting ourselves in dangerous positions. We should use common sense in our daily lives and trust the truth of God's word. And I believe I got this from, I believe I got this from a book after studying a little bit there. So that, that test was, you know, if God, God said this, So let's test and see if he's really going to do what he said. He said he's going to protect you. So go ahead and jump and let's see if he's really going to protect you. And we know from reading the word and from past experience, that is the one thing that upsets God is when we test him and test his ability to do something and test his word and question and, and lose our faith. And we don't believe and all of it. And and then that leads to disobedience. We see it all through. That is the one thing that really, really makes him angry. And this is what Satan was trying to get Jesus to do. We, and say, and what did Jesus said? Do not test me. Okay. I did it before. I'll do it again. Do not test me. All right. Third test, I will give you the world. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Jesus goes, get out of here, Satan. For the scripture says, You must worship the Lord, your God and serve him only. So what was Satan using? Greed and pride. It's funny how this is the same sin that got Satan kicked out of heaven. Remember we talked about it in, uh, when we talked about looking at our enemy's profile, greed and pride. Um, He said, what did he say? I'm going to exalt myself to the mountain of God and da, 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 da. I wanted the people, the the angels to worship him and all of this stuff. This is the same thing he's testing Jesus with. All he wants us to do is to worship him instead of God. And at the end of the day, that is, at the end of the day, that is all he wants. He wants us to worship him so he can trap us and that he can say, see, he can go back to God and say, see, All it took was a little temptation and now they're worshiping me 
They don't trust you. They don't believe in you because he's always testing our faith. All right. Let's be real here. Satan is a liar. He does not know how to tell the truth. The Bible said he is the father of lies. That means he, he, he births, he, 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 he produces lies. Like that's just how he is. That is his nature. It is impossible for him to tell the truth. So it is, it is interesting that he knows that he is talking to Jesus, who is the embodiment of God himself, a.k.a. the creator of the universe and everything in it, but has the audacity to offer him what he already owns. Okay. Look at that there. Have you been tempted by the enemy? Have you been tempted? Have you been tested? Have you been offered the world? And it's always, I'll give you this. If, if, if you just give me this, it's, it's so little. Just worship me. No problem. No biggie. And I'll give you all of this. And the lie is that all of this is not his to give. Remember that. Don't fall for the lies. Okay. Um, here, 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 here's a point also. It's not his to give. And the Bible does reference that he has some authority over the earthly realm. This is what I wrote down in second Corinthians four, four, where Paul says, Satan, who is the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, but that doesn't mean it doesn't mean he owns anything. It, what it does mean is that he is the God of those who worship him, who follow him of this worldly systems. He is their God. They worship him. The systems worship him. He did not create them, but they worship him. So, and they make him their God. That's what that means. So his offers are always fool's gold. Um, we have to recognize that when we're being offered the fool's gold, we have to remember the truth is that uh, God created the universe and everything in it. He is sovereign over all being seen and unseen. He has all the resources and releases them at his will. And that is it. Satan and his worldly system can only give you temporary riches that do not last. All right. That's in Matthew 6, 19. So don't trade eternal investments for temporary satisfaction. Just remember that. So here we go. Jesus had enough of all this back and forth. And now he's ready to counter with the final word. He lets Satan know where his allegiance lies. And that was it. This is what he says. We worship God alone. Point blank, period. That is it. I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you. I'm not going to keep going back. I'm not going to keep conversing with you. I'm not going to keep engaging you. I'm not going to chase you. I'm not going to argue with you. We worship God. I worship God alone, no matter what the circumstance. I could be hungry, tired, Poor, sad, broken heart, whatever I'm going through, whatever the challenge is, whatever the weak point, 
when he when he comes with that and he tries to point that out and poke at your weakness, I worship God alone. He is my provider. He's my keeper. He's my healer. My source is God. He provides my resources. Get out of here. I don't want to hear another word from you. Resist. And let that be it. Okay? Because at that point, the word says, then the devil went away. He went away. And angels came and took care of Jesus. If we endure every battle, standing our ground, resisting the enemies of our souls, fighting to the end, God will take care of us. We are destined to win. All right. Romans 831. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? And I'm going to stop right here. I want us to be winners in Christ because that who that is who he wants us to be. He wants us to be winners and victorious and just winning every battle. No matter what the challenge is, we are going to have challenges because we are human, because we have our own hangups and, you know, experiences that that we go through that shape us. But the at the end of the day, God is our provider like Jesus said, and we worship him alone. Stand firm on that alone as a foundation. He is our provider. He is our savior. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He is our everything. He says, I am that I am. I am that I am everything. I am everything. Stand on that and worship him because he is. Not because he did or does or will do, because he is. And you will win. You will win. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I really hope that this was as beneficial to you as it was to me. I hope this was as valuable to you as it was to me. I do want to revisit it. I do want to revisit this topic and hopefully um, touch some more points, but I I didn't want to get too deep on the first series and then, you know, kind of just go off on a tangent, but I would love to hear your experiences, the battles that you've won, you know, in in Revelations, um, it talks about uh, the Lord just, just, just uh, that we overcome by our testimonies. So I know in a practical sense, or right now, What encourages me the most is hearing other people's testimonies because hearing that other people overcame, hearing that you have overcome, hearing how you overcame, especially if it's a similar situation that I may be going through right now, is just an encouragement for, you know, hey, Stacy, get up, keep on running, because if he can do it for that person, he can do it for me too. And that's what keeps us going. So In the comments, whether you find me on Twitter or you comment in the box below, please let let me know how did you overcome? How what battles have you won? 
um, and what has helped you, I would really appreciate that. And and I'm sure somebody else will be blessed by that because you never know. They may be going through something right now that you have gone through before. Um, And that is it. Remember to visit everytruthstudio.com. Thank you so much for sticking with me through my first season Um, I know it may not have been perfect, not all episodes, but it's okay. Um, I decided to just, um, I'll share this before I go. Actually, I, I, I said to myself that, um, I, I don't want to leave this world without doing something for Christ, doing something for Jesus, saying something because he is a good God. And, um, he has done a lot for me. He has always been faithful, even when I have not been. So I need to share that with someone and build this community where we're all sharing our experiences so that someone else could be encouraged because this world, this, this worldly system, is just not going in the, the greatest or the best direction. It's not positive. Um, it's just becoming increasingly uh, negative and dark and aggressive. So we know that the message of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ himself is the light and he is the love and he is the compassion, um, that everyone needs so, uh, that they can win so that they can win. Thank you again. I will see you in season two, which is coming up soon. Um, I just want to keep on putting it out there and hopefully someone is blessed. Love you all. God bless. Bye-bye.